0: Hey, welcome to the Alex Gem Experience. Let's delve straight in, shall we? Right, so why do people keep making the same mistakes? Now, I wish there was just one simple answer that I could provide you with and you'll be like, okay, got it, Alex. Let's rock and roll. Let's move on to the next challenge. But it's just not that simple. I mean, there are so many different things that make people continue to make the same mistakes um, and Albert Einstein says it best as in you know we can't solve uh, current problems with the same kind of thinking we used that created them right and um, so we are going to need to change things in order to ensure that we stop doing the same mistakes but let's look at a, a few reasons why people continue to make the same errors over and over again and sometimes the these problems happen from people who are actually quite intelligent, people who seem to kind of have their stuff together, people who seem to um, be successful in certain different avenues in their lives, and yet they seem to continue to make certain mistakes in certain areas within their lives. And they, it's like a blind spot, if you will, um, and it's, it's, it can be absolutely detrimental. And it can lead to a whole host of problems like anxiety, high stress, or, or even worse, not being even aware of, of this problem, um, which is sometimes the saddest thing of all. So let's look at a first uh, a few reasons why some people continue to make the same mistakes. And then let's discuss some, some certain areas where how people can literally change how they think and what they do uh, in order to change these habits and these subconscious programs. Okay. So what are just some of the reasons why people continue to make the same mistakes? Um, Firstly, it might be an error on their part in terms of they're not really able to um, objectively uh, self-reflect in their own lives. So these are people who just, I'd call them kind of like very reactive. They're unable to detach themselves from their experience, you know, most probably because they've got an overactive ego. And that's preventing them from like learning, challenging themselves, growing, listening to others, really self-reflecting. And some people just go through their daily lives without really uh, questioning themselves, or their own actions or their own habits and why they think in certain ways. And other people for that matter as well. Um, and it's extremely sad and it's, it's one of the main reasons why people aren't really improving the quality of their lives. So it is a sad thing. I do empathise uh, with, with people and, you know, I've been there and done it and I'm, definitely uh, imperfect, that's for sure. Uh, But something that I have been able to do really, really well is make some rapid, uh, monumental changes in my own life. Um, And I've more often than not, uh, I tend to learn from mistakes I make. And I make mistakes all the time still. It's just the only difference is I make mistakes quite quickly because I take a lot of action, um, but I don't make the same mistake again in most instances. Um, And we'll look at that in a bit more detail later. So we've already established that sometimes it can be our own egos that kind of hold us back, that prevent us from kind of making that that breakthrough in our lives. Um, so not being objective enough, not being self-detached enough, not being self-reflective and honest with ourselves, I think that's a massive problem as well, guys. A lot of people just aren't honest with their, their flaws, their areas for improvement, their strengths. They just don't know themselves well. Maybe that's because they stay in their comfort zone so much. Like If you stay in your comfort zone so much, you just you genuinely don't know who you are. You think you know who you are. You think you'll react in certain ways in different contexts. But at the end of the day, if you've not really incurred challenges, if you don't push yourself in different areas within your life, then you really don't know what you're capable of doing. Um. So, you know, we'll leave that part there because that could take me down a different rabbit hole, which is still amazing. But we'll save that for a different podcast. So our egos can be holding us back. Um, And I'd say one of the main reasons why people are kind of holding themselves back in their lives is primarily because of our primitive brain. Okay, our reptilian brain is um, our most ancient part of our brain. Its main purpose is for survival and reproductive reasons, which makes sense from a biological standpoint at least. And when people are, and most people are run by their primitive brain, make no mistake about it, if we don't really work on our prefrontal cortex, you know, the logical thinking part of our brain, then we can uh, fall into this trap. And if we don't really have strong emotional intelligence and if we don't know how to provide balance in our lives to kind of overcome stress and these sort of things, then, I mean... It can lead to a whole host of issues and and just making mistakes is just one of those issues, right? So what makes people continue to make the same mistakes um well like i said it's it's primarily down to this this very powerful part of our brain in in fact, Professor Steve Peter's in the Chimp Paradox outlines that you know this primitive brain the chimp brain he calls it is like five times more powerful than our logical thinking part of our brain, than, than our frontal cortex, which is absolutely mind-blowing, which is why we need to work incredibly hard, guys, to kind of defeat ourselves, to defeat our biology, to beat our uh, genetic makeup. So it is a challenge, and you know, it's, it's, it's a challenge that many, many people um, will never defeat in their lives, and if they do, it will be for fleeting moments, and it and it's it's one of the main reasons why people are unable to to accomplish some of the things that they really want to deep down and they don't know how to it's because they can't um detach uh, the different voices in their head if you will the voice that says one minute who am I to think that I can launch a business who am I to think that I can uh, invest and, and and compound my money who am I to think that I could I deserve this job or this career path or this partner or uh, who am I to think that I deserve to be happy and to laugh and to feel these are wonderful things every day like Um, And that's our primitive brain. Every time you have a thought that you dislike, that's your primitive brain talking to you. So that's one way to kind of stay on top of that, if you will. So um, the reason why people make mistakes primarily is because of their primitive brain. And and shortly I'll outline some strategies to kind of defeat or or not defeat. That's the wrong verb, actually. Um, Instead, I'll say work with. Because we can never defeat our primitive brain. We just, there are different strategies like calming it down, appeasing it, uh, giving it bananas as um, as uh, Professor Steve Peters outlines. Giving it bananas means like giving it some short term goals to keep it on track. Because if you say to someone, listen, if you improve your life drastically in this area or that area, you know, you'll be rewarded for it ten years from now. now a lot of people they're just not long term thinkers. They they need that more short term gratification because that's their impulse. They want to feel good in the moment. Unfortunately, um, and so we need to give ourselves bananas, if you will, to uh, to make sure that we make corrections in our lives and it prevents us from making mistakes. So it could be something short term, like if I get through this or that, I'll go on holiday in two months from now. Or if I do this and that, then I'll go on a shopping spree this weekend. And, and, or if I do this and that and go to the gym and this and that, then, then I'll have my treat meal. So most people call it a cheat meal, but that's no good. Anyway, I digress again. Um. So this can be a challenge for most. So the key here is to understand that our primitive brain is extremely strong and there are different strategies uh, coping mechanisms, if you want to call it that, that kind of can keep us on track to keep us ahead of ourselves. So people make a lot of mistakes because of their brain. People keep making the same mistakes. And it can be a form of self-sabotage, guys, as well. Um, so by self-sabotage, I mean um, someone kind of messes up their own situation, maybe because they have a low self-esteem, maybe because and this, these all all relate to people not feeling like they are worthy or, or deserve success in certain areas in their lives. So they will self sabotage, uh, whether wittingly or unwittingly. It's just what people do. And when you self sabotage, it can sometimes relate to making mistakes, right? So if a dozen times you've practiced something and then in the real moment, like you you can't execute it, then it could, uh, it could primarily be because. Um, you're self-sabotaging because you you um you don't feel like you are worthy of attaining whatever it is that you are after. Um, again, incredibly detrimental, incredibly sad, and um, but happens a lot of the time. Sometimes we're aware, aware of being um self-sabotaging, and sometimes we're completely unaware of it. So something something to be aware of. <laughs> I don't know if that really helped much, but you know what I mean. So um. Making mistakes. Why do we make mistakes? Um, If we make mistakes on a continual basis, then it's because we've we've, uh, taught our brains that this is the way things are. Okay, so if you do a certain activity in a certain way, often enough, then we begin to associate it with our identity, guys. And then it becomes an automatic response or an automatic program, if you want to call it that. So say if you are used to um, making mistakes in social situations, let's say that. So say every day or every few days, whenever you go out on a social gathering with friends or with acquaintances or with peers or colleagues or whatever it is, say if you're always used to making a mistake, um, that could be something really innocuous, something like tripping over or being clumsy or dropping something. And sometimes it could be a mistake, like literally putting your foot in something, well, not literally actually, metaphorically putting your foot <laughs> in something, as in like you say something that's, that comes across as rude or impertinent to others, um, and it could, you know, ruin the quality of your relationships, for example. There are all types of mistakes that people make. Um, so it can be a, a subconscious program and it could lead to a belief. So, like, if you deep down believe that you, um, you don't deserve a certain position in the, in your career or if you feel like you don't deserve cert- to have certain peers as friends or if you don't deserve you if you do, if you feel like you don't deserve having a certain partner because he or she uh, is incredible and uh, incredibly talented or really gorgeous and, you, and deep down you feel unworthy then you might make certain mistakes with these people um on a daily or or regular basis and if that's the case then it's because that's what you've conditioned yourself to be, to be like. Um, it's become a belief. So a belief is just um, a neural pattern in your brain that's kind of been um, fired but also reinforced, something that's kind of been consolidated over time. That's just the, what a thought is. Um, so a thought is when your a ton of neurons kind of uh, fire and organise themselves within your brain. Um, and this leads to these kind of neural patterns becoming... Um, stabilized over time and it produces, every time this kind of thought this kind of um, connection of neurons in your brain become wired, uh, every time it fires, um, it leads, it becomes habitual and it becomes stronger and stronger over time, um, thereby leading to a belief, um, so that's essentially how our brain works now that we've got that out of the way, we can get back to um, how people continue to make mistakes, so It can just be habitual. It can be something that we're accustomed to. It can relate to our beliefs. So there might be a feedback loop between your thoughts, like feeling like you are unworthy, undeserving, that leading to certain emotions such as sadness, hopelessness, or anger, or irritation, or frustration, whatever it may be for you, or anxiety, or fear, or stress. Um, And that in turn will uh, negatively Impact your actions, what you do, what you say, um, you, whether you like uh, sweat or you blush or you have like closed body language after saying and, and feeling certain things, or whether you start to stutter or stumble, or um, whether you start to evade eye contact because you're, you're, you're embarrassed or you're anxious or whatever it is. So, this is how our brains work essentially. So, making mistakes, as I've outlined at the start of this podcast, I mean, making mistakes to a degree is is natural, uh, but what is unnatural is doing the same thing over and over again. And, and this is what happens when we uh, condition ourselves to uh, live in the past. So what do I mean by living in the past? Well, if you wake up every single day and you do the same sort of things every single day, then did your brain really... Change at all, and the uh, is this, this is a rhetorical question because you should know that the answer is no, your brain does not change if uh, you do the same physical actions, the same routines. Because if you continue to do what's familiar, then you will continue to think familiar things, right? So we think between 60 to 70,000 thoughts every single day, most of which are negative because of our primitive brain, like I outlined earlier, and most of these thoughts are. You know, the same as the previous day. You know, 90% or above of the thoughts that we have every single day are the same as the previous day because most people live the same sort of day, kind of like Groundhog Day, if you will, um, on most days. Like you might go for a little holiday or this and that or a little weekend away, but generally speaking, most people live a a very similar life for substantial periods of time. And that's a big problem. That's why, one of the reasons why people might continue to make mistakes uh, quite frequently. Um, so these are just some of the reasons why people make mistakes, it can relate to low self-esteem, it can uh, be a consequence of our unconscious, our our, uh, subconscious programs, our habits essentially, it can relate to our ego and that we refuse to change because we're extremely stubborn or narrow-minded or we just want to be in control of things and and sometimes that's not the, the best way forward but hey, Um, so there are a whole multitude of reasons why people might make mistakes Uh, if people are clumsy then that's um, a habit and a meta belief that you've built over time no one is just like clumsy right we all do clumsy things sometimes like i said no one's perfect um And yet we always, and not always, sorry, all of us also have moments of brilliance in our lives where we think, you know what, I'm proud of myself for that. I did a great job or I performed better or I spoke better or I communicated more effectively than I I usually did. Like, I'm on fire. Like So we all have ups and downs, essentially. But when someone begins to condition themselves to believe that they make mistakes, that they're clumsy, that they're stupid or this and that, and they're really being self-deprecating and extremely disparaging to themselves, uh, this is where the issue uh, insidiously pervades our subconscious, and we begin to, like, gather references. So one of the reasons why people might mistake, might make mistakes, is because they uh, have certain references, certain experiences they they draw upon uh, that support a certain belief. So say if a certain person thinks, you know what, I make mistakes. In public, or I make mistakes when communicating with certain people, or I make mistakes when I talk to uh, someone who's uh, incredibly gorgeous and who I desire. Right, there are the many reasons why people ma- will make mistakes, um, and and it might just be because of the way we've conditioned ourselves. Okay, and it's so say if you had three or four different experiences with different people in different settings, and it, it was like, um, say you felt rejected because you made certain mistakes in your mind. What will happen is you'll begin to block together these experiences and kind of anchor your yourself, if you will. So anchoring is when you gather uh, different stimuli to support a certain uh, behaviour. So if you're gathering four, five, ten stories, ten experiences within your past, um... And you kind of fire that and, and you begin to develop a belief over time by thinking certain thoughts every single day, such as I always make mistakes when this happens, or I always say the wrong thing during this moment in interactions or whatever it might be. And then what will happen is you've come up with a belief. You've, there, a belief it relates to your identity, right? If you have a certain belief about yourself, then that communicates um, your personality and what you believe about yourself. So, essentially, what I'm saying here is that because we are living in the past, because we've got so many references that that lead to negative beliefs about us being clumsy or undeserving or silly or stupid or or uh, just not thoughtful or um, someone who's just just not someone who just continues to make mistakes, uh, then that's what just what we're going to attract, right? It's, it kind of relates to the law of attraction in in that department. Um. So we're going to need to change our beliefs if we're going to need to stop making the same sort of mistakes in our lives. Yeah. Um, so you might want to take a moment to kind of think about the certain mistakes that you make in your life. Um, if you want to make this extremely personal and if you want to t- uh, take as much as you can from this particular podcast. Um, so these are s- some wild challenges that we face Um So you should become aware of many reasons why people might make mistakes in their lives. So by mistakes, guys, make no mistake about it. (laughs) But uh, I'm not just referring to mistakes we make with people, like with communicating. It could be making mistakes like uh, dropping a plate or or a cup on the floor and and having it smash. Or a mistake could be, you know, forgetting to lock uh, one of your house doors or windows or whatever it might be. These are all kinds of mistakes, right? Or forgetting to do things that you 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 believe you should have remembered. These are all mistakes, right? So don't kind of uh, narrow the examples as it relates to making mistakes. I'm talking about all, a whole host of different things because I believe that when we make mistakes, they are signs that we are imbalanced. Damn, that's beautiful. I'm going to say that again. When we make mistakes, they are signs that we are imbalanced. Now, I'm not saying that there's no such thing as perfection as I outlined previously, but if you make a mistake... A mistake is something that you wouldn't ordinarily do, right? So if you've done something that you wouldn't ordinarily do, then this is because something's not firing well within you. It could be your thoughts, it could be the feedback loops between your thoughts, your beliefs, your emotions, your actions, your potential and all these sorts of things. So, I mean, this is how deep it goes, guys. This is, this is how uh, life is. And, like, you can only make massive changes in your life if you start to do different things. And that's one of the ways that you can kind of overcome and subdue your negative limiting beliefs. It can be one of the ways that you can subdue your... Um, the, the way in which you self-sabotage. It could be the ways in which you change your lifestyle, your your routines, your habits. Remember guys, a habit takes between 66 days to 365 days to be fully ingrained within your unconscious. So it takes time to to create a habit and also to get rid of a habit in many ways. Um, But there can be a key experience that will trigger you to not make the same mistake again. And that all comes down to emotional intensity. So, say for example, um, let's use the example of approaching someone who's uh, quite attractive. Say you're a single person and you're attracting, uh, you're approaching someone who you, you desire. And say if you have made the certain kind of mistakes um, many times over the years, such as um, blundering, making yourself seem as though you you don't really deserve his or her uh, time or attention, or do you know what I mean? And there might be just one experience where you finally go up to a woman who you really desired and you made that same mistake and you go and then you think afterwards, you know what, enough. Enough. I'm never going to do this again. I'm never going to communicate in that fashion again. I need to change. Enough is enough. I cannot stand doing the same mistakes over and over again, feeling the same sort of ways and blah, 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 blah. So it can take a, a moment to create instant change, but then again, it's 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 after that experience, it's down to you to continue that emotional intensity to make sure that you don't go back, because your mind will uh, play tricks on you to get you to return to your normal state. Remember, your brain does not exist to make you happy. Your brain exists to kind of keep you alive. And those are completely, drastically different purposes. Um, so it's down to you, you're going to, while, when you're looking to make changes in your life and to, to improve the quality of your life and to stop making mistakes, whether it be um, addictions like betting or alcoholism or drugs, illicit drugs, or, or even addictions, things like coffee or sex or pornography or uh, addictions to, I don't know, certain unhelpful habits, like a, a high sugary diet, for instance, um or addictions to argumentation and conflict, or whatever it might be, um, it's, it's all linked to being imbalanced, okay? All, all addictions are obviously uh, linked to being imbalanced. And that could be because your neurotransmitters just aren't firing properly. So your neurotransmitters are chemical uh, messengers, if you will, Um that coordinate your behavior so they can be inhibitory or excitatory. I'm not going to go into too much detail, um, but if they're inhibitory, then they prevent you from doing the sort of things that you don't want to do. And they can make you more calm, more serene, more tranquil, more relaxed, more calm um, so that you can kind of sleep better, be more thoughtful, uh, not be impulsive, uh, it prevents you from being irritable and restless. It can reduce your levels of anxiety and, and, and sleeplessness and all these sorts of things. Uh, and all your your neurotransmitters can be excitatory, meaning they motivate you. you it makes you feel uh, strong and powerful. It gives you control. It makes you want to do f- more of the things that get you good results, right? Such as like dopamine and so on and so forth. So um, I'm not going to go into neurotransmitters extensively in this particular podcast, but there are if if you're making mistakes and let's say you're not used to making mistakes in this instance, let's just say just recently you've started to make certain mistakes um, in your relationships or in your job or in your business or you keep doing the same problems over and over again, then that might be because your neurotransmitters aren't working correctly they or effectively. They're kind of imbalanced. Now that could be because of a whole host of reasons. Maybe if you are excessively stressed in your life at the moment, uh, that could lead to your neurotransmitters not working properly and thus you being more, uh, impulsive, impulsive, frustrated, irritable, uh, you know, even that leading to like gas problems and, and poor, um, you know, high inflammation in your body and, um, just, just a low energy, um, agitation and, and all these sorts of things. Emotional disorders like trauma and all these sorts of things can escalate, um, and proliferate over time if your neurotransmitters aren't working well. So if you're excessively stressed out, if you've gone through like an injury or an illness or a cold even, these sorts of things can throw your neurotransmitters out of whack. Um, if you're going through some kind of emotional turmoil or you're grieving and lamenting something um, or a loss of some sort, then that could lead to uh, your neurotransmitters not working properly. So you know, don't, don't be put off by what I say, regarding neurotransmitters that's just a fancy scientific way of me saying that if you're behaving um uh, unhealthily or if your brain and your emotions aren't working the way you're used to and and the way you're happy with then then there could be a problem within your 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 nervous system within your neurotransmitters okay um there are tons of things you can do to kind of uh, get yourself in balance to kind of get your you neurotransmitters know, firing properly again. It could be things like exercise, your nutrition can play a role, uh, avoiding oxidative stress like environmental pollutants and um, and not drinking contaminated water and avoiding pesticides. Um Uh, like I mentioned exercise as well uh, taking part in like your hobbies and being more relaxed and serene meditation is incredibly profound as well that can help get your neurotransmitters working properly again sleeping well can can help so there's a feedback loop between like sleep and your neurotransmitters and so on and so forth Um, and in another podcast I'll go into the importance of sleep now that's going to be powerful sleep is huge anyway um, so we want our neuron transmitters working well. Um, there are certain supplements that we, could, we can take, um, like L-Dopa and uh, cysteine and all these sorts of things that we can get um, externally and consume in, in like pill or tablet form or through certain foods and stuff like that, maybe even. Um, so you might want to research that and, and I'll do future podcasts that kind of involve that sort of stuff as well. Um So these are some things that we can do to get our neurotransmitters firing properly so that we can make better choices more often. Another reason why we make mistakes is because we might be too fearful, guys. Because what happens is, like, if we are extremely fearful about something, and it could be anything, it could be a fear of spiders, a phobia, it could be a fear of public speaking, it could be a fear of uh, the unknown, it could be a fear of sleeping, it could be a fear of... um, uh, your religion it could be a, a fear of any sins or you, or you might have committed you know what i mean like any kind of fears that you might have um, um what happens is when you are you are experiencing fear and part of fear is things like anxiety and stress and anger these can all be linked to fear and when you experience fear you simply can't process and you know deal with information appropriately so what do I mean by dealing with information? Well, you're dealing with information right now in the, in the form of audio. So you're listening to my words, well, hopefully you are, and uh, you are processing these, the, this information in certain ways. So essentially, if you listen to this um, podcast and you're quite relaxed right now, you're quite chilled out and you're a fan of my work, my material, and we, we, we have some kind of rapport um, and you have good energy levels, like you're really focused right now, then you're likely to take so much out of this podcast. You're likely, you're more likely to remember the kind of material as well. Uh, and you're also more likely to, um, to take on board the things that I'm saying. You're more likely to uh, perceive what I'm saying uh, in better ways, in more helpful ways. Whereas, say if you listen to the exact same podcast uh, a week from now, but in a week's time, like your neurotransmitters weren't firing properly, you you had poor quality sleep, you're angry, you had an argument with your spouse or with your children or with uh, your employer, your employees, whatever it is, um, then you might not take uh, deal with this information the same way. You might not firstly maximise uh, the learning that's taking place here. You you might disagree with my ideas more often, um, you might like not comprehend things as well as you could have, um, you might choose to perceive me more negatively um, because of your state and, and the amount of energy you have within you for, for different reasons, of course. Um, so, and not just audio, the same applies for looking at things, looking at people, gathering experiences. Um, The way you perceive things Are incredibly vital In terms of you um, Making the most of a a situation Performing, being productive Or making more mistakes And not executing things well um, Or as well as you could have So people might make mistakes Because they're fearful Um, It's like I mean, what's, this might be a good an- analogy for you. Depends uh, how long ago it was. <laughs> so um, imagine the first time you like stalled your car. So say you're driving, you, you went to do a manoeuvre or something went wrong and you stalled the car. If you're inexperienced at driving and you're learning to drive, then you might kind of freak out. You might feel a little bit overwhelmed because you're, not, you're quite being quite fearful. And therefore, if you're being quite fearful, you're not going to process the information as well as you could have, right? You you might... Uh, Flap at your your gear stick And put it in the wrong areas You might forget to turn on the ignition You might start turning on your windscreen wipers By accident, do you know what I mean? You start looking in the mirrors for no reason at all That's got nothing to do with starting your car Do you know what I mean? You might just get absolutely flustered And bemused by the experience Because you're fearful and you're not processing And you might make more and more mistakes Once you make a mistake It can be easier to make the same mistakes in the future Because you've opened that pathway Oh, that was powerful, I like that a lot that was a good one. So, um, yeah, you, you, the analogy of the driving incident. and Say if you become more experienced and you've been driving and you're a good driver, you've been driving for many, many years, and say if you stall, which it happens, um, you might process the information differently. You might think, oh, i stalled. stall. That's funny. I haven't done that in a long time. What do I do? Oh, yeah, turn on the ignition. Down on the clutch. Let's go. Find the buying point. Let's rock and roll. Make sure the gear sticks in the right, in the right uh, area and so on and so forth. So that will be wildly different to uh, someone who's uh, an inexperienced driver who's stalled and they're thinking a million different things in their mind. They're thinking, oh, my God, I've stalled. This, uh, this means I'm not a good driver. This means I'm not going to pass my exam. Da, 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 da. So they're not processing the information in their minds as well as they could have. And that's going to lead to more and more mistakes and greater, greater stress. Um, so that could be another reason why people make mistakes. So let's go into a few reasons why, a few ways in which people can kind of become more empowered uh, and avoid making mistakes. So experiencing new things can be extremely powerful, a great way to, um, to kind of uh, change your programs. So when you experience new things, this stimulates what's called um, neuroplasticity. So neuroplasticity is a really fancy term meaning uh, that when it's stimulated, you're better able to um, kind of rewire and restructure how your mind operates. So essentially, when you stimulate what's called neuroplasticity, you can get rid of old unsupportive beliefs, uh, like limiting self-sabotaging beliefs and so on, and you will over time replace them with uh, more powerful beliefs, such as, you know what, maybe I can attract the kind of person I desire. Maybe I can lose more weight. Maybe I can overcome an illness. Maybe I can... um, launch that product or can meet that deadline or whatever it might be. Um, so experiencing new things, and it doesn't have to be something profound. New experiences could be going on holiday somewhere new. It could be um, going on a weekend away. It could be experiencing something brand new, like um, uh, taking part in, um, I don't know, a certain party in a certain different location. It could be going to a new theatre to watch a new play. Uh, There could be a whole host of new things that you can do. So new experiences kind of trigger new responses. They create new opportunities for you to think anew and to kind of get rid of uh, old decrepit beliefs that still um, might be holding you back and oppressing you. So uh, experiencing new things is a great way to stimulate neuroplasticity, uh, a form of neurogenesis. Neurogenesis is the um, creation of new brain cells. So your brain produces uh, minimal uh, 700 new neurons in your hippocampus within the brain, within the limbic brain. um, Every single day, you can double these by learning new things and learning new material, learning new information, such as listening to this podcast. You are welcome. I am helping you to become more intelligent. I am helping you right now to rewire your brain. No need to thank me. So other ways in which you can stimulate neuroplasticity is through um, through learning new things, essentially. So it could be really substantial things like philosophy, learning about a religion or a practitioner you follow. Uh, It could be learning about a certain artist. It could be learning about how the brain works. It could be learning about me. It could be learning about a sport that you're interested in, a hobby that you're interested in. As long as you are learning new things and gathering new information, that stimulates neurogenesis. It stimulates neuroplasticity and so on and so forth. So learning new things, uh, experiencing new things, developing skills. Um, and this is where um, Milahi, and I forget his surname kills me, but his uh, outstanding novel, um, I wouldn't call it a novel book, Flow, is uh, magnificent. And if you can experience flow and 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 challenge yourself progressively in certain hobbies and skills, uh, then over time that will stimulate neuroplasty, it will stimulate neurogenesis, it will lead to you becoming more and more advanced, constantly challenging yourself appropriately, Uh, the right amount of challenge. Um, And and experiencing flow can be a wonderful way of becoming smarter, improving your cognitive function, increasing your energy levels, uh, rewiring your beliefs and how your brain works uh, so that you can avoid making mistakes. Um, So how else can we avoid making mistakes by stimulating neuroplasticity? Um, Well, you can also uh, stimulate what's called BDNF, brain-derived neurotropic um, patterns okay um, so how brain factors sorry got that one wrong so um, why would you want to stimulate BDNF well it's incredible because firstly it increases the amount of connections made within the neurons within your brain secondly it strengthens and consolidates uh, the, the synapses within your connecting your neurons essentially uh, so it can make your thoughts clearer um, it can give you more opportunities in your brain it can lead you to consider new pathways new new ways of doing things uh, and it's thus enabling you to be more creative and so on and so forth you can stimulate BDNF in a whole host of ways like uh, great rich external stimuli like looking at beautiful scenery like looking at mo- mountains and seas and volcanoes and this and that for the first time those things can st- stimulate BDNF You can stimulate BDNF uh, by having alternating cold and hot showers or baths. Uh, That's a great way to stimulate BDNF as well. Your nutrition, sleeping well, avoiding stress. um, Because stress, high amounts of stress uh, can actually harm and kill your neurons. Yes, that's right. They can heal, uh, ruin your cells, um, leading to high oxidative stress and inflammation and so on and so forth man i'm dropping some serious knowledge i hope you guys appreciate this um so stimulating bdnf can be happening a whole host of ways learning new things challenging yourself um your nutrition like i alluded to earlier uh, certain supplements uh, uh, increasing the amount of glutamate you have certain kind of foods like um think about your traditional omelette like mushrooms tomatoes um i'm not the biggest fan of soy but that's part of it cheese um forms of dairy and and these sorts of foods can help stimulate BDNF as well to make sure your brain is functioning uh, at a higher level Um, so what else how else can we stimulate neuroplasticity the formation of new cells well um, I also think apart from experiencing new things and learning new things um, I think just a deep desire to change can be absolutely crucial for making sure that you avoid mistakes and you're going to need leverage. Because if you make a mistake, right, it's, it's not good to be harsh. No, it's not good to be overly harsh. But at the same time, you want a certain amount of emotional intensity to kind of give you enough pain that you, and um, pleasure to avoid that pain um, so that you don't do it again. Okay, so let me give you a few examples. Um, so like if I made a mistake in like a a meeting or in a presentation or, or whatever it might be, what tends to happen with me personally is I'm less likely to make those mistakes in future because the experience was so powerful. Like because I felt maybe embarrassed or maybe I was like, damn, I didn't communicate as well as I wanted to then that kind of emotional, that negative emotional trigger will generate enough pain, if you will, to prevent me from kind of um, making those errors again in future. Conversely, you can kind of leverage it another way in the sense that you might, you need to convince yourself that there is so much more pleasure in avoiding making mistakes than there is um, of pain of making those mistakes. So if you can convince yourself and teach yourself, indoctrinate yourself to experience more pleasure by doing the right things. So maybe if you did something well, say if there's something you do on a daily, on a regular basis where you sometimes make mistakes, say if you partook in those activities, but you did it really well, what I would want you to do is to instantly reward yourself for doing that activity correctly in your eyes. That could be in the form of buying yourself something nice or having a lovely meal or or um, you know going to watch that movie you had in mind just wherever it needs to be because you need to um, teach yourself just like pavlov 's dog here you need to teach yourself to do things the right way because of the reward chemicals that you 'll be experiencing consequently, okay, so when you do something well and you don 't make a mistake when sometimes you would have made a mistake then you need to treat yourself. So let's give the example, that I gave you an example earlier of approaching someone you desire, you're single, you approach someone incredible. Um, sometimes you tend to blunder, make mistakes, um, forget to ask for the number or um, forget to show that you're romantically interested in them or uh, maybe you rushed into things and you didn't have generate enough small talk or this and that. Um, and you didn't build enough rapport, maybe those are mistakes that you make, and you know that they're mistakes. So say if you went to approach this man or woman, and you communicated really well, actually, what you would, I would want you to do is to reward yourself in that instance, that particular day. And then, like I gave you some examples of how you can reward yourself, because that will teach you to not program yourself to make mistakes. Remember, your brain is there to keep you familiar, to keep you within the known but if you stay within the known for too long, you will become sad. You will become depressed over time. Because the key to happiness is constant improvement in areas that are significant to you. So there are many reasons and many ways in which we can avoid making mistakes. Rewarding ourselves, stimulating neuroplasticity, neurogenesis. Uh, reconditioning our habits you can do that through mindfulness through meditation imagine yourself being successful that's a great one as well Um, so so visualization is key to avoid making the same sort of mistakes in your life so there was you know I always hear people saying I always seem to attract the wrong guys or the wrong girls and this and that and one of the reasons why that might be the case for people is because they're like firstly they live in the past, so they're always, when they're getting to know someone or they're, they're coming across certain people, if they condition themselves to always, on a daily or, or regular basis, to think about the the awful human beings that they used to date in the past who made them feel inferior, insecure, lacking confidence or angry or unhappy or whatever it might be... Um, then they will continue to attract that kind of thing because they're still living in the past and their energies are aligning negatively to kind of bring those kind of people more toward, their, toward them essentially. So instead, one of the ways to break free from the chains of the past, beautiful metaphor I must say, is to envision a better future. And you can do that through mindfulness. You can do that when you meditate and deep, breathe, uh, deep, <laughs> breathe deeply, damn it. Um, to kind of relax and calm your circuits so that your left prefrontal cortex takes over and thinks positively. Um, so sitting down, meditating, thinking of a better future, uh, literally imagining yourself in vivid color, making sure the image or the clip in your mind is um, very clear, very sharp uh, in HD, if you will. Uh, zooming in, seeing the experience through your eyes, and not as though you can see yourself in the in the uh, in the in the clip or in the image. You need to s- perceive the experience through your eyes. Uh, if you're into NLP, you might want to check out the brilliant work by um, John Grinder and uh, uh, Richard Bandler, the um, those who coined NLP. It's some brilliant work. Um, you might want to see it through your eyes as though you're experiencing right then and there live rather than seeing it like through a portrait or seeing it as though it's a cinema experience. You need to ex- feel as though you are in that moment in vivid color, powerful, bright color, zooming in, uh, associate uh, sounds and noises or words if that will bring the experience alive even more. Um, these are great ways to stimulate um A better future because your unconscious cannot tell the difference between what is real and what was previously imagined. Okay, I'll say that again. So if you visualize something. Or even if you dream it, maybe. I don't know the science for that latter part. So it's up to you. But if you visualize something, then your brain can't tell the difference between what was visualized and what actually has happened in real life. Your un- so essentially what I'm saying here is if you visualize yourself being more successful, making fewer mistakes, doing things the way you want to do them, living the, your ideal lifestyle, if you imagine this enough and it, is, it overpowers uh, your negative thoughts of when you failed and you made mistakes in the past, then you can recondition yourself. You can recondition yourself. And that's a beautiful way and a beautiful time for us to end this podcast. I hope you found it beneficial. I hope you've learned a lot, um, and you know, the, I've spent years learning this kind of material. So you know, I, I really do hope you appreciate this. This what I'm sharing with you. Um, if you like this material and you want to know more, um, you might want to get my uh, book, currently being sold at Amazon, guys. The Art of Power, Happiness, and Success. You will absolutely love that if you love some of the things that I'm talking about in this uh, particular um, podcast. Um, If you love this material and you want an actual package, a system to follow and adhere to, to transform the quality of your life, you can do that by visiting my website at www.alexgem.com. Simply click join, P-H-S today, Power Happiness Success. Um, You'll just enter your credit card details. You'll get instant access to my incredible Course and my bonuses are ridiculous, guys. Hours of exclusive video footage, podcast material, a hundred audio segments to teach you to better the quality of your life. You're going to love. It. This is a system that's taken me fifteen years to put into place, and it's there. It's put together. Incredible bonuses, great worksheets, great audios throughout each segment. Uh, just, just find it on um, find it on my website or if, if you're follow follower of my Instagram, my Facebook. Check that out. My Instagram is AlexGem underscore um, power. Um, And you can find me on Facebook as well. You can uh, find my main Facebook page. um, And that would be Power Happiness Success, PHS. So join us, join the group there as well. We're constantly sharing quality material. Um, What else can you do? I don't know. I don't know. Just keep listening to my material and you can change and rewire your own brain. And I cannot wait to it in the future, guys. Take care. I'll catch you soon.